Well, hello, EKN Nation, and welcome to another EKN Radio Network podcast. This is This Week in Carding, episode number 66. It is June 19th, 2023. I'm David Cole, joined by Nate Dean, as we are going to be bringing you some of the news and notes that have hit the EKN homepage over the last uh, week or two. Uh, we did not record an episode last week, so it's been since uh, the first full week of June that we had this week in carding. It was actually June 5th, 2023, when we recorded episode 65. So again, I'm David Cole, joined by Nate Dean. We're bringing you just all the news and notes, perfect for listening on your way to work, coming home from work, in the garage, at the racetrack, working out, getting set for that next race weekend. Uh, this week in carding, episode 66, is presented by Rollison Performance Group. At the Rollison Performance Group, we strive for ultimate success. We're more than just an arrive and drive race team with countless wins on the national and regional level. Our focus is on complete driver development, and that's where the success is fueled. We combine one-on-one -on -one coaching, on-track instruction, and intensive data briefing with unparalleled cart and engine prep. Our program will help you raise your game. We'll take you to the next level. If that's your goal. RPG needs to be your next move. Experience the Rollison difference. And so, Nate, as I said, episode 65, June 5th, was our last episode that we recorded. Uh, it's, you know, the month of June is here. We're nearly done with the first full half of 2023, which is really hard to believe. Yeah, it's come by rather quickly. I think with the second half of the season, a lot of the schedules start to become a lot more condensed and not as spread out as the first half of the season. But yeah, a lot of new news coming in, a lot of talk about 2024, a lot of stuff just with racing over here and overseas that we'll be getting into. Yeah, it's strange. You know, normally July, August, you start talking about next season. Well, it's June and we're, we're knee deep into 2024 already with uh, organizations looking at making their schedule set and trying to uh, to get things figured out for the next upcoming season. And among those is the United States Pro Kart Series and Supercarts USA announcing their dates for the 2024 season. Uh, Nate, if you want to go over the USPKS real quick, and then we can kind of break that down after you give us their five dates. Yeah, so USPKS starting off with a April 11th through 14th date, June 13th through the 16th, July 11th and 14th, August 15th through the 18th, and September 26th through the 29th. So interesting on the USPKS side of things, it's not starting till April. You know, that's something we saw with the shift uh, starting earlier with March over the last few seasons to kind of help, you know, jumpstart that season to where, you're not waiting all winter long to to be at a United States Pro Kart Series and to kind of spread their schedule out over basically the spring and summer seasons with a little bit of a dip into the fall program, you know, such as this year, we're going into the October month, which is not un unusual for United States Pro Kart Series to do. Now it's kind of a more focus with uh, the month of May being the only month off in a six month span for United States Pro Kart Series. Uh, moving back to a Father's Day weekend, I don't approve of that because it takes away my option of going racing on Father's Day weekend. I knew I should have done it this year, so that kind of makes me a little frustrated, but we'll figure that out. Um, so it's kind of, and then being done by the end of September, uh, you know, staying off 
the United or the Cup Carts North America Grand Nationals, which typically is the first weekend of October. So I, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on this kind of condensed schedule where it's five races in six months? Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's condensed. It might be a bit wear and tear on drivers, teams, and everyone else involved with the series. But I think that's just one of those things where we'll have to see when it comes around. It'll, I don't know, it'll be interesting. There's not a lot of speculation that at least I can do on it. It's just going to have to play its course and figure it out in 2024. Well, and a lot of that condensed schedule format for United States Pro Kart Series has a lot to do with the way Supercarts USA is kind of revamping their program which includes an expansion of a third Scuza Winter Series event and the Pro Tour basically going three straight months. Uh, Nate, just give us the dates for the Scuza Winter Series and we'll talk quick about that. Yeah, so like you said, three weekends for that. January 13th through the 14th being the opener. February 10th through 11th being the midpoint and then ending the season on March 9th through the 10th. And yeah, so that, you know, typically the March weekend was reserved for the winter nationals, you know, March, uh, the kind of transition from winter months to the spring season uh, for at least for karting. So it offers the, uh, the idea, are we doing three straight events at Homestead uh, AMR Motorplex for the Scusa Winter Series? That's something that hasn't been confirmed. They said they're going back. So you got to believe at least one, if not both, like they happen in the past, will be at AMR. But where is this third event going to be? What What are your thoughts on that, Nate? Yeah, I mean, you wonder if maybe it's Orlando, like they had the Winter Nationals this year. AMR does have, I mean, you have the forwards and the backwards direction, but you also have a couple of our alternative layouts that if they do decide to do that third weekend uh, at AMR, that they can use that and still like modify it enough to where I don't think it would get too boring being down there for three weekends. But yeah, I think there's a couple of options in Florida. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that. Or is Florida even the third option for yeah. the third weekend? You know, that that's because March you're starting to get warmer in the, in the middle portion of the country. Is it, is it a venture north into Carolinas? Is it something that's going to be uh, towards the Lone Star straight state? I know, uh, you know, Supercarts USA has not been there in a number of years. I want to say, what, 10 years since we were at the Dallas Carding Complex is is the move. You know, the, the rumor right now is that they're not doing any West Coast races, but I got to think with K1 circuit going to be completed here, that's going to be on one of the races on the calendar. But you know, nothing's confirmed yet. So we're kind of waiting. Is that going to be one of the pro tour races that Nate, you can kind of run down the, the dates for those, but those are going to be May, June and July. And that'd be a lot of traveling uh, over a straight three month program, not including United States pro card series events. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of traveling for those who want to run the pro circuit for carding a pro tour may 4th through the 5th will be the opening round for that then we go to june 8th and 9th and then july 27th through the 28th will be the final round of the pro tour and that you know my concern with with the dates first off to begin with is branding we've branded the winter nationals as kind of like the the last event of the winter season may is <laughs> it's not winter 
it's it's more of a spring nationals you know that's always when that was typically when that weekend was when the spring nationals were held my my anniversary is on may 3rd so i was typically gone uh that weekend because we were at uh the spring nationals for supercarts usa pro tour so is there going to be a rebranding in the event names you know that's that's uh i wonder about that as well because the month of may is not considered winter uh, if you look at your calendars, um, according to mine, it said it's the fifth month of the year and we're well into the spring season and you know what, we're two days away from the summer. So, uh, uh, here on June 19th. So it, it, it's interesting to see that. And the fact that they're going to be going almost, uh, basically all of these events are going to be within two and a half months of each other. All three of these events, that's a lot of traveling now, mind you. It's summertime. Kids don't have to tr- don't have to worry about school. Um, so that's a that's that's a good plus. That's a, a good side of it. But when you factor in the United States Pro Kart Series also racing in June and July, that's I mean, you're 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 putting in five events in three months through five major events like this in three months. And it just I wonder, I, I mean, even right now, we're having a hard time. Uh, you know, United States Pro Card says, yeah, they're going to have big numbers at Newcastle, but it is the summertime. But, you know, Utah struggled for numbers uh, in terms of the uh, the spring nationals that were just held there. So there's just a lot of different factors that go into, you know, scheduling. And I, I'm just wondering why we're going to have, you know, what, five with United States Pro Card Series, six with SKUs. We're going to have 11 events by October into the schedule just for these two programs. I, I don't. I, I don't see the economics of it working out. I really don't. Um, and I'm, I'm not even a racer. I, I haven't been part of it. So it'll be interesting to see, Nate, what, what kind of your thoughts on the Pro Tour going going three straight months in a row like that? Yeah, it's, it's going to be a difficult one between, like you said, between the Pro Tour, USPKS, and then you throw in stars with how rapidly their program is growing. And there's a couple of... Uh, weeks throughout the summer that I think it, it is those three series back to back to back. Just going to make things yeah, a lot more the, that's, difficult. That's the first weekend of June mm-hmm. so will be stars. And then the weekend after that will be Scusa pro tour. And the weekend after that will be United States pro cart series. So, so three, three straight weekends. And you have a lot of the teams that do all three. They're going to be, I mean, that's, I almost think that's worse than the Orlando because they, they're probably not going to be all at the same racetrack. That's my thought. Uh, I think where is was it Newcastle that that stars announced? I couldn't can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, I'm trying to think here. I think stars announced was it Newcastle that they're going to go for that June event? Any do you, do you recall seeing that? I am frantically searching social nope. media for that. Yeah, it is. It is Newcastle. Okay. So I mean, but we know Newcastle is going to be the summer nationals for new for supercarts usa so that eliminates newcastle in june unless you know supercarts usa is going to move that to newcastle i that i just i mean i don't mind it if all three are going to go to newcastle in the month of june um maybe not as hot uh you know spend father's day weekend united states pro card series but typically that's a vintage event for newcastle so i don't think they're going to go there um so that, I mean, three, that would be interesting to see th- 
those those three in a row events at three different racetracks. I mean, you're going to get race teams, you're going to get competitors that are going to pick and choose. And I think that's going to be the downside of it. Because again, these major events, we want everybody to be at these major events. There's 11 of them just between these two programs. And we want everyone to be that can be at these events. And, and I think that's kind of the struggle right now. Yeah. And I think I, it's tough, especially with the growing popularity of USPKS in the past couple of years. And now with stars coming up, it's just it's good that there's more options. But at the same time, it's going to most likely run to thinner fields that you don't really want to see is like you said, was some teams and series uh, drivers that is having to pick you know what series you want to do full time and it will hopefully it doesn't have a negative impact on karting in 2024 but again mm -hmm. we'll just have to see yeah it's yeah i'm almost glass half empty right now <laughs> uh type looking at that so again it's kind of a wait and see so we'll we'll wait and see what facilities they're going to be selecting where everybody's going to be going in the 2024 season and how everybody else schedules around these uh, major events in the in the United States karting scene. Uh, outside the United States, uh, the, the FIA European Karting Championships took place this past weekend in Denmark. A unique facility looked pretty cool on a lot of the images I saw. Very close to what you get in uh, Amarillo with the, uh, the wind turbines surrounding the racetrack. So pretty cool photos with that. Um, the okay category, Renee Lammers was the, uh, the winner in that division aboard the Perlin, the Dutch driver taking the victory there ahead of the opening round winner, Gabriel Gomez for CRG with Jamaican Alex Powell finishing in the third position. Uh, the okay junior category, Alexander Bondarev. Bonrev, I should have listened to how they pronounce these guys' names, uh, from Ukraine <laughs> winning that round. It was actually a Cart Republic 1-2-3 with Stefan Antonov and Ipaco Martinez, uh, the Italian. So uh, three different countries all on Cart Republic represented on the podium. And then the Academy also hosting their second event with Greek driver Valesios Apostolidos. Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, he was picking up. He picked up his first career victory in the Academy Trophy program over Australians Max Walton ahead of Argentines Santino Panetta. Uh, and we had three drivers racing that weekend there, Nate, uh, representing the red, white, and blue. Kind of give us a recap on them. Yeah, so Ryan Vincent, one of them in OK, uh, did not qualify. For him, unfortunately, Jack Iliff in OK Junior finishing ninth, and then Vivek Canton. Yeah, Vivek Vivek Canton. Yep. I, I've heard you say it a lot, and I just <laughs> I know not remember it for the life of me. Another one in OK Junior and finishing in the fifteenth for him, and then yeah, a so couple good, others. Yeah, like Asher yeah, good Olsen. Top, good top five, uh, fifteen finishes for those two drivers. Yeah, and on the same weekend. Uh, in the Italian ACI Karting Championship at Laconca, Asher Osteen, uh, who we know from the United States Pro Kart Series and Supercarts USA Racing, uh, racing aboard the CRG brand, uh, won the OKN Junior category in his junior debut. So um, getting some OKN Junior racing going on in Italy. So that'll be interesting to hear some feedback on that. I know... Uh, We'll pro I'll probably be able to speak to to some drivers this weekend at United States Pro Card Series. Maybe get a little more 
uh, information on that. So uh, good, good job to Asher and uh, of course to Jack and Vivek on, on good performances over in Europe. Uh, with that, we'll head into our first commercial break and we'll have uh, some more discussion about uh, the sport itself regarding my behind the laptop column I wrote and also talking about the Amarillo cart complex. So we'll have those two topics uh, when we return from these commercial breaks. It's a multi-time world champion and it's a Supercarts USA Super Nationals winner. It is Sodicart. And starting in 2023, the Sodi brand has found a new home here in the U.S. Sodi Racing USA is the new exclusive importer of the Sodicart chassis line under the karting distribution banner, led by industry veteran Terry Germanovich. The French manufacturer Sodicart is a leader within the karting industry, offering a wide range of products and services. The Sodi Racing chassis line offers product in classes from Mini to KZ, all based on years of development and championship seasons around the world. Sodi Racing USA has already begun establishing its dealer network, working with the Karting Collective on the West Coast, and recently signing PK Sport to serve as a dealer and the official race team on the East Coast. Visit Sodi-Racing-USA.com to learn more about the Sodi Kart chassis line or call 954-634-5111 to become part of the Sodi Racing USA Network today. Sodi Kart, the world leader in the karting industry. Summertime means long sunny days, barbecues, and of course, racing. Combine all that together with an outdoor concert and you get Rock the Park. FDK Promotions and Andy Saisman are excited to head back to the Pat's Acres Racing Complex on July 14th to 16th for another special one-off event. The Canby, Oregon facility is welcoming back racers from all over the western half of North America to take part in a three-day karting festival dubbed Rock the Park. A full slate of classes including 100cc divisions, Rock Shifter, in addition to a special KZ class along with Tag Cadet in the new OKN category, will compete at this historic circuit. The action at Rock the Park kicks off on the Friday with a full day of practice followed by a free concert for all attendees. Camping is available throughout the weekend to make it a great family vacation where you can enjoy the river area and bench race after a great day on track. Learn more about the event by visiting challengecarding.com. It's time to rock the park. Hey there, my name is Dion Vomoltka, and I grew up karting and was fortunate enough to one day achieve my dream of becoming a professional race car driver. Looking back at my career, the most fun I had was in karting, but it was also one of the most challenging times in my career too. I often found myself craving expert guidance from someone who had been there before, that had done it and knew the right path forward, but it just wasn't available. And that's why I created Blaze Coaching. It's a platform designed to ensure every driver has the chance to learn from the best, from those who have faced the challenges and know what it takes to become a champion in our sport. Just imagine being coached by 2023 Indy 500 winner Joseph Newgarden, or Indy 500 front wheel qualifier Spencer Piggott, or how about Acura factory driver Ricky Taylor. They're all here as coaches on Blaze, 
ready to help you along your path. It's designed to meet you where you are. So no matter what your experience level is, where you race, what you race, or what your goals are, your Blaze coach is there to help. Are you ready to unlock your potential? Visit blaze.io backslash carding today. That's B-L-A-Y-Z-E dot I-O backslash carding. And we are back to segment number two of this week in carding. It is episode 66, June 19th, 2023. I'm David Cole, joined by Nate Dean. As we bring you all the major notes and major notes, news items, all the other things involving carding. Got a little tongue twister there. Uh, again, it's been, a, been two weeks since I hosted a podcast, so I got to get back into that groove of things. Um, this segment, we'll talk a little bit about my behind the laptop column that I wrote, uh, kind of stemming off uh, Outlet podcast where we were talking about how maybe we separate pro, quote unquote, drivers from quote, semi pro, unquote, drivers. So I wrote it that way, thinking old school. And so I'll just kind of go into my thought kind of off what I wrote. You know, we used to have pro and semi pro back in the day, Supercarts USA first started, they kind of separated the good from the, the, so from the great, from the good, from the average, uh, you know, you had your club drivers, you had your semi pro drivers and you had your pro drivers. So that was my thought going into it because we had less than 20 drivers in the X 30 junior category. Well, maybe we need to designate certain drivers having a quote unquote pro license for the junior ranks and make this, they can only race the X 30 category. And if you don't have a pro license, you have to race the K junior category because what's the point of having two categories if we're not separating them based on either experience or talent. And that's a kind of essentially what I was doing. It had nothing to do with paying these kids. I don't like the idea of paying junior categories. It's something that we shouldn't be doing in karting, in my opinion. If we want to pay pros, we got to start paying the senior drivers because they're the ones that are going to be trying to make a living off of racing. No different than, you know, World of Outlaws and all these other guys who go around the country trying to make a living off driving. Um, so that was kind of my, my philosophy behind it and what we were talking about in the outlap. And I carried it over into, into the column. So maybe using the term pro and semi-pro Nate might not have been a great idea judging by the feedback that I was getting. So I was thinking maybe, okay, a junior a or a junior B or a junior C license to kind of designate those drivers who should be in the upper echelon of the junior ranks rather than the medium or the club level. There were a lot of comments um, <laughs> that I, th I think you have a lot of good points. Some of the people who respectively put their points also have some good points there. Right. I think yeah. I've, one of them I saw, it's a really good theory and practice, but also knowing the sport and how things work, it would just be, it would just, it would be such a difficult standard. I feel like to put in and to, get this to work nationwide and to get all the series on board with it, which I think the theory behind it is good. I like it. It's just how difficult it would be to get everyone on board with this would be a whole nother story. Well, it, it's kind of stemming off the licensing program. They're going to institute next year. You know, yeah. we, you, you don't want somebody who's racking up points racing in the X 30 junior category. What's the point that then, 
they, they shouldn't be there. And that's my thought is they need to be, because again, yes, they're spending the same amount of money for both, basically both programs, but the X30 junior category is two seconds a lap quicker, no matter where you go, give or take, you know, a 10th or two. So it's a quicker package. It, you, you actually have to have physically be able to handle it. And there's a lot of kids that move up from mini or are just getting into the sport and they physically cannot handle it. You know, it's almost like the, 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 uh, the percentage factor. If you're not within so much, you know, of the quickest lap in the session, you should be, you should be relegated. You should be out. You know, it's almost like, I like that word relegation, you know, and everybody's into soccer now. I love the idea of the relegation. I wish like NFL would do it. I wish other professional levels of sports would do it. It, it makes it, you know, you can't just slack off and, and, and not uh, perform. So I, that's, that's where I come from because again, I don't like seeing a near, you know, almost 10 cart field for X 30 junior at what we're considering to be the national championship program in, in Supercard USA pro tour. That's my concern on that. I'm not saying that has to be something done at the regional level. I'm thinking this is just for at the national level where this licensing program is going to be taking place next year. And again, we're still waiting on more information about that because really it's all it is, is, is a measuring stick of if you've been good or if you've been bad. Um, but again, I'd like to extend that further and be your experienced enough to be an X30 junior. No, you're not experienced enough. So you have to run KA. Or, no, you're not experienced enough at all. You should be racing at the club level. And that's the premises that I was thinking of this kind of measuring stick of drivers in the junior level. And you can go around and do that for the senior level as well, too, with, you know, X30 senior being the senior A, KA being the junior, or the senior B, and then club level racers and the senior C who are, they need a year under their belt. And that's, that's another thing, too, and I didn't really get into it in the column. You need a racing experience before you can just show up at a Scusa Pro Tour, United States Pro Kart Series, and decide to race it. Show me some evidence that you can race, and then you'll be allowed to race these events. Because again, the focus is on how many entries we can get. You know, that's what promoters are focused on. Because again, every money that comes in helps, and I get that. I understand that it's a business, and business you need entries for to to be a promoter. Um, so again, I look, that's the way I look at it. It's kind of a measuring stick. I'm not looking at a lot of people were talking about, you shouldn't be paying people. And so I, I, I wasn't getting into that. I never said anything about money. So that's not what the column was about. My column was about ranking drivers within the sport. And, and so I guess that's a struggle. And, you know, people even brought up the driver rankings. I'm like, that has not, that's a completely different side story. You know, again, this is based on experience and, and what type of drivers, because there's, there's a lot of drivers moving up to car racing, which is good. You know, if that's what they want to do, that's great. But there, you know, we need to have that almost that top tier for, for kids now, because some kids at 10 are moving into cars and they're not even looking at karting anymore. And so you've only had maybe two years in national level experience in karting. And I don't think you're going to be ready for cars. You know, we've seen it. In, in other dip, in many different levels of, of car racing. And so I, that's, that's where it comes from. Um, is there anything else you would, you would recommend Nate involving that? Or do you just, like, as you said, you don't think it's going to work out. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think like you said, there was a bit of misinterpretation 
from certain parts of it. But I think overall with the new licensing system coming out that it could very well be something to look into. And like, especially with what you said, with some drivers maybe racking up the points and uh, different divisions that, like you mentioned, it could be uh, a good foresight of something that hadn't been thought of up until it may be happening next year. But I, I agree with you with maybe something along the lines of, Hey, you can't do top level X 30 junior competition after moving up from mini, unless you've done a year of KA or something to provide that ladder and not just go from, all right, mini swift, you're in an X 30 now. It's well, my thoughts. Yeah. I'm, I think if you win the championship mini, you have the right as a possibility, but again, you could be you could be not be ready. So then you you have yeah. the ability to go to, to KA. So yeah, there's a lot of different factors and and that again, that's there's a lot of interpretation in, in the way you look at things like that. So again, just again, it was a spitball idea just, you know, to to bring up some conversation and have discussion and it certainly worked, that's for sure. <laughs> so um we'll move on to our next topic which is the Amarillo Kart Complex becomes full-time facility. Uh, the Panhandle, Texas, which is just outside Amarillo, uh, is under new ownership with Kyle, Brad, uh, and Joe uh, Uchinsky Uchis- uh, taking over the ownership of this uh, unique facility. Really, was a uh, a practice track. Really, just a a, a, a person in the Amarillo f- uh, area decided loved karting, loved racing, but. Uh, had a long travel distance to be able to go to his uh, a local cart track. So he decided to build one and did that based around uh, the Turkish Grand, Hungarian Grand Prix track. Turkish. It was. Grand Prix, Turkish. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and so, you know, Texas pro cart challenge went there, what 2017. And, and so it kind of put itself on the, on the calendar or on the, uh, on the map. And many programs have gone there now. And then the Texas pro cart series, or sorry, Texas Sprint Racing Series will be going there here in a uh, week. Yeah, week and a half, essentially, for their third event of the 2020 season. Uh, expected to reach 200 entries. So we gave a little insight into the uh, the new era that is the Amarillo Kart Complex. Nate, kind of just go over some of the things that they're adding or have done to the facility. Yeah, so... 20,000 square foot feet of asphalt, including being laid down, including a 45 by 120 foot covered grid area, which will be nice for those hot Texas summers. Um, Mm -hmm. 15 by 120 elevated viewing area, which will be nice. Uh, Some fencing, covered scale area, bathrooms and showers, uh, scoring tower and check-in building, just a lot of revamp and building on and investment into this facility that I've heard a lot of great things about of, like you said, Texas sprint racing series going there last season with a lot of uncertainty to whether that was going to be on the calendar again for 2023. And like we're seeing really good to see this kind of investment that we've seen with like Whiteland and other tracks going on here. Yeah. And open daily now with CRG rental carts operating there. So uh, again, great, expansion of the sport in the Amarillo area. Again, just kind of some untapped area for the sport to really hit and get the ground going. Uh, And so we'll close out the second segment with some sad news as uh, this past weekend, Dan Stowell 
uh, a former WK trustee and executive uh, passed away Sunday following injury sustained from an incident at the Dark Cart Club Mid-Ohio Road Race this past weekend. Uh, He was a native of Tulsa, Oklahoma, but was known a lot in the uh, Northeast area when he was based there in the Connecticut state. Uh, Now was uh, living in the state of Colorado um, and just was uh, an incident during, I believe, what was the first race of the day on Sunday. uh, Was airlifted out of the facility and then later pronounced uh, passed away uh, at the hospital. So uh, unfortunately, it is the second death in road racing we've had in 2023 with David Lee uh, passing away in March following injuries sustained at the Roebling Road uh, racetrack. So Dan Stowell was 83 years old. So uh, we'll head into our next commercial break with our thoughts to the Stowell family. For over 35 years, George Barks has been deeply connected to shifter kart racing in the U.S., and he's been dedicated to one of the most iconic brands in the sport, TM. For over three decades, George Barks TM Racing USA has been supplying engine builders and kart shops with the TM product line as a trusted importer and distributor. Current customers include Darcy DeCoste Racing, Ron White Mirage Motorsports, and Two Wild Karting. Dealer inquiries are invited. The KZ and OKN class are enjoying excitement and growth this year, and TM Racing USA has all the available TM engines in stock. You can count on TM Racing USA for competitive prices and superior customer service. George has developed his stellar reputation of expertise and professionalism through his 30 plus years in the sport. Here's George to tell you in his own words. I'm George Bartz. For over 30 years, I've been proud to represent the TM Racing brand here in the United States. I know the product line inside and out, and we always have products in stock. I'd love to get the opportunity to add you to our network. From complete engine packages to each and every part in the motor, George Barks TM Racing USA is the go-to source for TM products. Connect with George via email. It's Barks TM Racing at AOL.com or call 310-714-6907. What's the fastest growing category in North American karting? That's easy. Four cycle racing and the Briggs 206. And what series is taking Briggs competition to the next level? That's easy too. Cup Karts North America. CKNA is also expanding. And in 2022, they launched a new Canada division under the guidance and ownership of veteran industry member Gerald Casely. After running a successful two-weekend series last year, Cup Carts Canada is expanding to three weekends in 2023, and there is tremendous excitement and momentum. The opening race of the series is set for June 9th to the 11th at Carding Trois-Rivoire in Quebec, and the drivers and teams will then head to Ottawa and Lombardy Raceway on July 7 to 9. The season finale will invade the iconic Goodwood Kart Race on the August 4th to 6th long weekend when the championships will be decided. Cup Karts Canada is dedicated to Briggs 206 four cycle competition with a focus on quality racing and putting fun back into sport. To learn more, connect with Cup Karts Canada on Facebook. In racing, Experience is priceless. 
Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry with over 50 years of combined karting experience, and we can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at www.franklincart.com where all our products are just a mouse click away. We're constantly adding to the growing product selection on the online store, and we ship daily to ensure products get to you quickly. We specialize in IAMI engines, tilt seats, ceramic products, driveline branded products, Briggs & Stratton engines, OTK products, and of course, the championship winning Merlin chassis. In our online store, you'll find a variety of items to fill your karting needs. Franklin Motorsports is also known for our wide variety of services and is home to innovative engine works by FMS, our in-house engine service department. Frame straightening, cart prep, and dyno testing are all services offered regularly at Franklin Motorsports. For all things karting, visit franklincart.com. And welcome back to episode 66 of This Week in Carding. It is June 19th, 2023. David Cole here with Nate Dean as we get into Where Are You Carding? Our third segment of the episode. Uh, Nate, the WK Gold Cup Series is heading down to the 103rd Street Sports Complex of Jacksonville, Florida. Did you know that is the site of a former World Carding Championship event? We talked about that a little bit after CKNA <laughs> went there for their winter nationals, and it caught me a little bit by surprise. So I did, but a few months ago, no, I did not. And it's it's an interesting track. It's a seems like a fun one, especially at 206 when cup cards went there, but WK Gold Cup should be an entertaining one. Yeah, a lot of, lot of uh, flat-out corners there in the Briggs 206 engine package down there. Uh, speaking of Briggs, there'll be some Briggs racing out on the west coast with the ikf northern california sprint cart series heading to the jackson county sports park uh in medford oregon so california invading the north and going to oregon to uh to hold their third event of the season uh a lot that's where a lot of racetracks kind of began they were kind of in county parks and interesting you know this 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 track has been there for a number of years uh, it just it just kind of needs that group to kind of rejuvenate the area in terms of karting because we've seen a lot of uh, a lot of events, especially in the northern or the that IKF region up that way, uh, visit Medford a number of times over the past. Also in Oregon this weekend is the Padholder Super Cup Series Road Racing Program heading to the Oregon Raceway Park in Grass Valley. Uh, that will be their, I believe, their third road racing event of the season. So a lot of the programs getting to the halfway point this season. Uh, Nate, uh, road racing ever piqued your interest uh, as you were as you were coming up and getting started or does it now? It, it's it's something I've wanted to try. but just haven't had the opportunities to do that, of course, with going to like WKA and cart week there and doing the sprint track. You see all the guys on the big speedway doing that. I think, okay, that'd be kind of cool mm -hmm. to do that. And then you hear the stories of them back at the hotel and all that. And the other tracks too would be, it would be a fun opportunity one day. You know, what's really killing me was watching the IndyCar race at road America because 
Father's Day weekend typically was our carding Super Nationals at Road America. And what would they say? 95 was the last time it was repaved. So I started going there in 99 and went there for probably 10, 12 years. And that's just seeing that that smooth pavement around that place with all the fans <laughs> there. It just it throws a lot. I, I could guarantee you'd have thousands of entries if they were to bring karting back to Road America. Would that would Road America be pique your interest? Road America would be a fun one, especially with how <laughs> close it would be. <laughs> yeah, it's not that far. Exactly. Uh, all right. So with that, we'll head into our final commercial break and we'll have a kind of recap of what's happening around the ECAN radio network, ECAN podcasts and other things ECAN after these commercials. There is no other brand in karting more recognized across the globe than Rotax. Race Rotax is proud to provide the platform for Rotaxians to compete across the U.S. from the grassroots level all the way to the Rotax U.S. Trophy Final. The road to Bahrain began with the U.S. Trophy Series West program that took racers to the Phoenix Kart Racing Association facility and the Musselman Honda Circuit in Tucson. The U.S. Trophy Series East begins on June 16th to 18th at Pittsburgh International Race Complex and is followed by an event at the New Jersey Motorsports Park on August 11 to 13. The road to Bahrain continues with the Rotax US Trophy Final, scheduled for September 15th to 17th at the famed Newcastle Motorsports Park in Newcastle, Indiana. Tickets to the 2023 Rotax Max Challenge Grand Finals in Bahrain on December 2nd to 9th will be presented that weekend, providing racers with the opportunity to compete at the Olympics of karting. Visit racerotax.com to learn more about each trophy series program and the trophy final event. Race Rotax, an experience like no other. Acceleration Kart Racing is your first and only stop on the internet for carts, parts, and the safety gear you need to get you on the track. Visit shopakr.com for a great selection of karting equipment on a user-friendly website. Acceleration Kart Racing has aligned itself with many of the top manufacturers and distributors of the sport to ensure all the latest equipment is available to you, the racer. With over 20 years in business and customer support available six days a week, you can be confident about getting the right parts at the right price when you need them. Be sure to visit shopakr.com today or stop by their headquarters in Las Vegas. Make sure to follow Acceleration Kart Racing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest specials and new arrivals. A new era in karting is ushering its way into the state of Ohio. The Ohio Sprint Series is the new name for the established Buckeye Karting Challenge program and the new ownership is set to take kart racing in the region to a new level. Categories for the new Ohio Sprint Series include new relationships with Tillotson and Race Rotax, which feature opportunities for racers to earn tickets to be part of each program's respective grand finals. Briggs and Stratton 206 Racing continues to be the foundation of the Ohio Sprint Series with its focus on grassroots racing, along with the popular IMB KA100 and mini engine platforms. Ohio Sprint Series action begins at the historic Thompson Kart Raceway on June 16th to 18th, located northeast 
of the Cleveland area. Round two at the highly anticipated Lorraine, Ohio Carplex, scheduled for August 18th to 20th, will be the first major event at the new River Park Motorplex facility, which is now under construction. This year's three-event program concludes at the renovated Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati on October 20th to 22nd. Be sure to follow Ohio Sprint Series on Facebook and Instagram for updates and details for each race weekend. And we're back with our final segment of This Week in Carding, episode 66. It is June 19th, 2023. I'm David Cole, joined by Nate Dean, bringing you news and notes regarding the sport of carding. We're getting into ECAN updates and a lot of editorial over the last couple of weeks as we had our one-on-one series return with Thierry Germanovich of Sodi Racing USA, kind of giving, giving us some insight into the opening months of his program and bringing the Sodi cart brand back uh, to the forefront here in the USA. Uh, that was a great read to have. Uh, also, our ECAN trackside coverage from the 2023 Supercarts USA Pro Tour Spring Nationals. Rob Howden and yourself, Nate, provided the coverage throughout that weekend in terms of postings and, and race reports. Uh, so all that's available on the ECAN homepage. Nate, was there anything that really, I haven't talked to you about the Spring Nationals, anything that really stood out to you uh, regarding that weekend? Maybe one or two notes or, or like a, a top three thing or anything anything you think stood out from that weekend? I think it's more of the evolution of 20, 2023 and just the story of it. And with, I think, RPG and just being the dominant force in pretty much everything, in 2022 and now you're seeing a ton of new teams and drivers up there with i know his first name is sana and i don't want to butcher his last name who was racing with oh, sony yes. this weekend yes. Yes. who he was incredibly impressive same with on the same cart harley keeble in k100 senior who i was a little interested to see how he would get on but moving to the 100 cc machinery did just fine on that and it's, it's just nice to see a ton of different brands up there now with PSL Burrell art up there along with Sodi and speed concepts, especially in the pro level categories and just a ton of new winners and different faces in the other micro mini and juniors. Yeah. The, it's a, uh, it's diverse in the yes. X 30 junior category or X 30 senior category. Uh, junior category is a little bit more uh, dominant with, with RPG is what we saw with, you know, Caleb Gaffera last year, uh, you know, we've seen with Ryan Norberg, but really a lot of, you know, the senior categories have been kind of up in the air with a lot of different names, different chassis brands, different teams in there. So that, yeah, that's a good thing to pick out. Um, yes, I didn't really get to follow the coverage much, but yeah, kind of that really stood out. I think the X30, how competitive when you start bringing in some of the drivers from Europe and, and just some of those who have been able to step up and be a little bit more uh, competitive uh, throughout the season. So that that's going to be interesting as we head into the, the, the end of this month and into July as well, too. So that'll be fun to watch. Our getting back to the month of May, however, we had our ECAN driver of the month for May announced with Zach Rinker uh, selected as the driver. Uh, picking up two victories at the Margay Ignite Challenge program at the Gateway Cartway 
or Gateway Cartplex in uh, outside the St. Louis region. Uh, Zach Rinker was the double winner in the Ignite Heavy category, uh, leading every lap of both main events on the day. Uh, so, and a great way to kind of focus on some of the grassroots and regional racers that we had during the month of May. So make sure you go check that out as we have a number of honorable mention drivers in there. And then we wrap up with the product spotlight, the Odenthal Racing Products Tough Case. So now uh, Odenthal is going into developing their own GoPro case for the camera. So they got everything from the attachments to the anti-vibration to now the case. So everything you need to get the GoPro working and getting you all the action from your onboard camera for each on-track session. Uh, Ecan podcast review. Again, you can download all our podcasts through all the uh, uh, outlets that you may get yours, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, and any others that you may use. Uh, this Week in Karting, episode 65 from June 5th is available for download, along with the Ecan outlap and debrief from the Supercars USA Pro Tour Spring National. Sorry about that. Uh, and then upcoming will be this episode, along with the outlap for the United States Pro Kart Series Newcastle. That'll be coming, and that'll be debuting along with this show on the EKN Radio Network, the only 24-hour, seven-days-a-week channel dedicated to the sport of karting. So make sure you listen to this show on the EKN Radio Network and many other programs that we have. We'll continue with our USPKS Live Rewind that's playing today, and we'll also have something playing on Thursday as well before we head uh, trackside for this weekend's event. And that's what's coming up on EKN is our trackside coverage from the United States Pro Kart Series, Newcastle Motorsports Park at New in Newcastle, Indiana on June 23rd through the 25th. I will be trackside uh, providing our complete coverage of uh, the third round of this year's championship program. So only one winner is going to be leaving Newcastle Motorsports Park in each category, something again, new for the 2023 season. Nate, aside from the X30 kind of diversity that we're seeing up front, what's one thing you're going to be kind of keeping an eye on uh, in terms of our coverage this weekend? I mean, it has to be K100 senior, doesn't it? With how many new faces we've seen up in those spots for racing for the win, excuse me, in 2023, along with the faces that we've come accustomed to like Brandon Lemke who will be up there fighting for sure come Sunday but I think just this new format for USPKS in 2023 makes a lot of excitement throughout the weekend a bit more tension on each and every race with you not being able to hit the reset button for Sunday with it being that one final format for the weekend but apart from X30 and KA all classes as they usually are in USPKS and especially with the first two rounds should be incredibly close yeah it keeps building as the weekend goes oh, along yeah. and then we get to the finals on Sunday and that's when it happens that's when the big show arrives and that's the part I love it's very similar to what we see you know I, I just really like the the one final formats it's it's making things more exciting <laughs> and putting an emphasis on being consistent and being smooth and staying out of trouble. Uh, yeah. KA 100 is going to, going to stand out. Mine is kind of, who's going to, who's going to be it in mini, you know, this is a racetrack where draft is huge. And we, we, you know, sometimes you see drivers working together and sometimes you don't, and you get those really big packs, you know, so no different than what we'll probably see in KA 100 senior, 
you're going to maybe see some big pack racing in the mini swift category. I think that's going to be fun because again, we're going back to the traditional national layout uh, and you got to draft your way down to I-70, but you got to be able to get out of I-70 and draft your way down to the checkered flag. So that uh, I, I would not be surprised if we have what we have eight main events. If we have, I'm going to say, put the over under at five uh, finishes within a 10th of a second. So that's going to be my over under <laughs> on the weekend. Uh, Trackside Live will be heading to the Pat's Acres Racing Complex in Canby, Oregon for Rock the Park on July 14th through the 16th. So we'll be providing full Trackside Live coverage of that special one-off event. Uh, again, if you haven't, make sure you go to challengecarding.com and check out all the information on the special Rock the Park event, which will be full of fun, barbecue, music, racing, you name it, it's all there. So uh, looking forward to uh, to getting back with Andy Sazman and the FTK Promotions crew. Uh, with that, follow us on social media. Make sure you, again, download and listen to us everywhere, anywhere that you can. Uh, Nate, any final words to kind of wrap up this episode and, and put us into the, the week that is? Feels kind of weird going into a race at Newcastle for use PCAS, and it's not the final race of the season, especially with last year, doesn't it? It, it does. Um, you know, in the early USPKS, it was the second event. You know, that was, that mm-hmm. was, you know, we were there in May. We got some interesting weather during those times. I think one of them, Ashley Rojero, uh, picked up $10,000 to win because she doubled up that weekend or something like that. I can't remember exactly how it played out, but um, it is. Yeah. So the, the, yeah. It, yeah. June, June, June in Newcastle. It doesn't sound right. <laughs> Not really, no. <laughs> But I'm excited. It'll be good to get there. I'm, I'm sure we're going to have good weather. I haven't checked it out yet. I'm going to kind of wait till tomorrow to kind of really view that. But you just never quite know what you're going to get when it comes to Newcastle and weather. So uh, with that, we'll sign off on this edition of This Week in Carding. Again, episode 66, June 19th. David Cole and Nate Dean signing off. Thank you for listening. And until next time. <laughs>